The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. Denny Long is away. He's on a good neighbor tour. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. Steve Thompson sitting in with Andy Lindis today. Andy, how you been? I have been fantastic. You? Oh, very good. Uh, busy, busy, I'm sure, Andy. Yes, very much so. I've uh, We've been uh, burning the midnight oil, trying to go from uh, one storm damage job to the next, meeting with uh, adjusters all over the metro in western Wisconsin. It's been a a jam-packed, uh, uh, you know, well, almost two weeks, uh, two weeks uh, tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, and Andy, I sat in for Jordana Green one night, and you were good enough to join us on the program in the wake of that storm damage. Uh, you, you were talking, this, this really was a, a big event and impacted a lot of people. Yeah, and the number keeps going up. I uh, Yesterday I was able to meet with a couple of uh, the, the, the shingle manufacturers and uh, one of the, the main suppliers in the metro area here, and they're talking to me about uh, where all of the shingles are coming from, and they're in the Minneapolis factory for GAF was was making shingles for Colorado for that storm, so they're bringing them back, and and went from over a hundred thousand homes uh, affected to over two hundred thousand homes affected. They're thinking uh, this could be uh, two years worth of uh, work. We're going to be working on this stuff for for quite some time. So, a lot of the damage I'm seeing, Steve, which is which is nice, isn't isn't going to lead to immediate water infiltration. Maybe there's some things that we can do to let your roof hold up so you can make it the six months it might take to get the proper roofer out. But uh, we've been, it's, it's going to be a, a busy, busy summer. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those where if you had hail or you have concerns, you should have someone take a look at it. Why not? Absolutely, and, and, and I, I can't say enough good things about the, the insurance adjusters and the insurance companies this time around. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I'm getting more patient as I've gotten older, but they just seem to be way easier to work with this year on this storm, and it just seems to be a much better process. And technology has come a long ways. One of the, one of the main uh, insurance carriers has a drone team now. So they're 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 bringing a drone out and doing the takeoffs and 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 inspecting the roof with with an actual drone. So it makes it makes it pretty quick and the technology for getting all the measurements that that we have uh, for the adjusters. I mean, I'm, I've been given adjusters every every facade of siding, windows, roofing, every measurement that I can come up with, and just trying to make their lives easier. It's been 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 fun to deal with them this time around. Andy Lindis joining us. Of course, it is a home improvement show with Andy Lindis. And if you have any home improvement question, by all means, feel free to call the program. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text uh, the program at 81807. That is 81807. And I know those folks who uh, went through the storm and had the hail bring down the leaves and fill up the gutters and overflow the gutters and cause, cause all sorts of other problems. Um, you know, the, the, this storm has a lot of tentacles that go far beyond a roof. It, 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 
does, and, and there's a lot of siding damage. There's decking damage. I, you know, I, I've seen you know stainless steel grills that were were crushed from the sale. So there's a, there's a lot of damage around the house. There's some windows that are damaged. I haven't seen only a couple where the actual glass was completely broken out, and we had to put some plywood in there to to hold. And that was right away in the storm. Those people we got to pretty quickly, but the majority of it just kind of broke the outside pane of the glass. But so that you can go a little bit, wait the two weeks to get the new window or whatever it takes. And uh, but there's been damage all over. I have a lot of customers, Steve, that have been taking this chance to upgrade. Now, depending on the way your insurance policy is written or the state in which you live in, there there are certain things when it comes to, say, the siding on your house, whether that the insurance company has to match all the way around. So you might be only getting two sides of your house done. Well, people have been taking that as, as, as really a chance to upgrade at a discounted rate. Say you have vinyl siding, which is the lower end of, of, of siding you could put in, on your home, in, in, in my opinion, and I think most people's. Um, and, and now you want to go to, say, a stainless steel or an LP smart side. I have a customer that, that we're going to be putting some brick on the front of their house now, and we're going to picture frame all their windows in, in, in a trim package, and we're going to put different corner posts on. You know, th- there's an opportunity there. If you look at it this way, you might be getting a $15,000, $20,000 discount on a complete siding job, if you look at it that way. I'm not getting all the money through upgrade all my house, but I'm getting a good chunk of it and I'm getting a really I'm really able to increase one of my biggest investments value by using this chance to upgrade. All right. Uh and uh once again, uh the the, the folks can help you navigate that. Uh someone comes out from Lindus Construction, they can help people understand their options when it comes to that. Yeah, complete itemized billing. I mean, our, our price is our price. It always, always, always has been. We don't, uh, we don't fool around, and you can see exactly what you're paying for. And the cool part, Steve, is we have a 3D model that we generate of the house. So if you really want to see what it's going to look like with this style of shingles or changing the color of the trim out or different types of siding or color packages or even, even window colors, we, we can show you all on a 3D model, computer-generated 3D model, so you can really see what your home could look like if you wanted to spend a little extra. All right, Andy is joining us, of course. It is the Home Improvement Show with Andy Lindis each and every Saturday morning between 9 and 10 o'clock. Denny Long is away. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. He's enjoying a good neighbor tour uh, right now through uh, the first weekend in July, and then he'll be back on Saturday and Sunday morning here on CCO. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807, that is 81807. Let's start on the phone line. Let's go to uh, Joe in Mendota Heights. Joe, you're on the air with Andy. Yeah, hi, I've got a roof uh, shingles, uh, asphalt shingles, about 20 years old, and i got a lot of mold moss on the north side. I've uh, seen some advertisements of some outfits that to clean that. Is that an option, or should I? Uh, is that not worth it? Well, it all depends on what type of shape you're roofing. Typically, on a 20-year-old, I don't know if I'd spend the money to get it actually cleaned. Now, we do go out to quite a few jobs where people think that they have granulosity, Steve, and and you know you see those black. It looks like that the roof is getting black. Well, that's some kind of algae growth that's happening up on the roof. If you look underneath any of like where the vent pipes come out, 
the vent pipes, you know, are usually galvanized steel, and that zinc oxidizes in a way where the algae is not allowed to grow underneath that part. And usually the roof looks brand new underneath there because it's clean. In those cases, yeah, actually that, that black algae or mold or whatever that mildew that's on the roof, that can be cleaned off, and it can actually lead to a longer roof life. Now, if you have actual moss, green moss on your roof, especially cedar shakes, I mean, the, that moss eats away those cedar shakes, and they rot a little bit faster. Same with the asphalt roof. So yeah, if, if you want your roof to last as long as it possibly can, you need to remove the algae and the mold. Now, the vast majority of the shingles that, that, that we install nowadays have some type of mold or mildew uh, warranty, usually 10 to 20 years, depending on the manufacturer that you go with. But over time, there is some maintenance that, that, that has to be done to those shingles. But, but uh, you know, without taking an exact look on a 20-year roof with moss on it, I'm not quite sure to, to be able to tell you exactly what I do. But chances are you might want to look at a new roof. All right, let's go to uh, Ken next. Uh, Ken in Chantney has. And you're on the Home Improvement Show with Andy Lundis. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for calling. Yes, good morning. I, I currently have uh, leaf guard gutters on my home. And my son is considering putting them on his home. And, however, in his certain areas of his backyard, the yard does slope towards the house. And also there's a large window well, an egress window. And he did have traditional gutters on, but they backed up and the water ran around the corner into the window well and into the basement. So my concern is that the Leaf Guard representative said, well, we could do drain tile with a pop-up further out in the yard to get it away from the house. Yep. My concern now thinking about it is, well, we have early rains here lately, the last few years, even late winter. Is that stuff going to be frozen to the ground and the water starts going down there and is it going to thin back up because that water never thawed out down in the leading up to the pop-ups? You know, that, that is always a concern when we're, when we're putting in uh, drain tile for watering. Um, what, one thing that you can do if it is something that, that really concerns you is run a heat tape through there and plug that in. Or what we've done in the past is we actually have a switch-off elbow or a Y elbow, and that this elbow or this, this part of the downspout actually has a lever, and you flip it one way or the other. You flip it to the left, and all the water is going into the underground system or a rain barrel system we've done this a lot with. You flip it to the right, and now it actually is hooked up to an extension. You can keep that extension in your garage. You just have these you know, little elbow at the bottom there. You know in the wintertime, you're going to flip it to the right so it all drains out, you put the you know put a longer uh, downspout on ten foot downspout or a, a drain tile that keeps on on top of the ground, and and run it out there. So you have options. That's something that with a little bit of foresight we can work your way through. All right, very good, Andy. Quick break coming up. We've got more on the Home Improvement Show with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Of course, that website is lindisconstruction.com. L i n d u s construction. Dot com. And by the way, our phone number's here. Feel free to call 651-989-9226, or you can text 81807. That is 81807. When we get back from the break, Catherine and Greg waiting on the full lines. We'll get there in mere moments here on the CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to the Home Improvement Show. Andy Lindis joining us. And, of course, the Home Improvement Show brought to you by our friends at Lindis Construction. That's lindisconstruction.com. 
com. And we have a number of calls waiting. We're going to go to the text line shortly. But uh, let's jump over to the phones right now. And uh, Catherine and Blaine, you're on the air with Handy. Good morning, you guys. Uh, Andy, I have a question for you. Um, I I would like to put a patio out in the backyard. Um, but But the thing is, is I have an LP line. Coming in or going through that, that the middle of that. Now, is that something I'm going to be able to do, or it, should I just scrap the whole idea? Well, have you met with a, a landscaper or somebody that's going to be putting in the patio in yet? I haven't, because my son-in-law said he's going to do it for me. Okay. So I just, you know, but I don't, again, I just don't know if I should go through with the plans or just, is that something that can can that be moved or? Yeah, yeah, that, all that can be worked around if you if you if, if you're thinking about it already, which is good. Um, it, it's something that definitely can be worked around. There's when it comes to electrical, gas lines, things like that. That's usually there's a solution to put whatever you want in. It might have some, yeah, might be able to work around. You might be able to bury it deeper. I not quite know what the situation is, but yeah, it shouldn't be that big of a deal to work with, especially now that you know that it's there. But anytime you do stuff like this, you know, always do the call the gas companies and do the call before you dig. Get your get your yard marked out and, and just work from there. Yeah, and uh, Andy, with with jobs like that, uh, paver patios, those types of things, you you can't stress enough how important the prep work is in getting the site ready. Yeah, how important the prep work is. How you know that that's really what's going to make for the longevity of what it is is the base that you put down with that stuff. But you know, if if you're a do-it-yourselfer that's never moved a gas line or don't know what to do, that's time to get a professional involved. So get the line marked out. You can get a professional involved, get those things moved, and then put, once it's safe, then you can go ahead and put your put whatever patio in that you want. Yeah, and Andy, I know earlier in the program we talked about a drainage issue with uh, a, a guy in his son's house and concerns about that. You know, with a patio, you want to make sure that uh, if it's a do-it-yourself project, that you have that sloped away from the house. You don't want that water running back toward the foundation. No, no, and, and and you see that a lot of do-it-yourself patios. There's always that low spot where the water sits, and it just wears on the concrete uh, or the pavers, whatever's in there, more than than it should. That you can always tell the low spot, even when it's not raining out. You can just just see the mark that's left. All right, let's go to the phone lines again, Greg and Blaine. Greg, you're on the air with Andy. Good morning. Good morning. This is Greg. Uh, I've got a question about ridge vents versus the regular vents on a uh, low sloping house in Minnesota. Every place I've looked online, it's about 50-50. Some say it's good, some say it's not. Okay. Um, well, every house is going to be going to be different, and you need to look at the ventilation in, in, an, in an actual roof as a whole. Do you have the proper soffit venting? Do you have the proper Do you have the proper attic chutes that are put in? What's the type of insulation? Um, is there any attic air sealing that you can do? Because the the air that's escaping from your house into your attic can sometimes you know that's another intake that that's happening. And that and that's why I like ridge venting. It's that 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 air that hot air that is escaped inside your actual attic in the winter time. You know that hot air is going to want to go to the highest point of the roof. So and 
theory, the ridge, the highest point of the roof, not in theory, it is, the highest point of the roof, that's where all the hot air is going to go, and that's what you want to get out of your attic as fast as possible to, to try to limit the amount of, or the, limit the amount of chances snow has to form into an ice dam. Having said that, there's, there's certain roofs where box vents are going to be the better way to go. Um, it's just the way it is. If you don't have the proper intake or the proper ridge space to actually do it. Now, they they did come out with a, a hip vent, so the actual, the, the hip of a roof. So, just so we're all clear on our terminology here, Steve, the ridge is the very peak of the roof. A hip is... Is, is the part of the roof that if you do not have a gable in, it actually slopes down towards the gutter area. It's like the corner piece. So it, you can vent that area, but we've had, we haven't had we have had a lot of good luck with that. In cases like that, I, I probably lean more towards box vents. But every roof is different. Yeah, and Andy, one of the things that you and your crews, when they come out and take a look at a project, is go far beyond the shingles and redoing the shingles. It's taking a look at that whole system. I know for years you and Denny talk about that. It really is a system, and to do it right, you've got to get inside and take a look at what's going on. Yeah, I, I, what I tell my guys and, and our people is uh, bad roofers don't look in attics. And if you really, really, truly care on what this roof is going to look like in 20 years, you better look at your insulation and your ventilation. Those are those are two things that should be dressed or at least looked at every time you take a look at the roof because it really can cut down on the lifetime of the roof. And these roofs have great warranties, Steve. Awesome warranties. 50-year non-prorated on everything. If the shingle fails due to poor ventilation, it's not covered. And I don't ever want to have that conversation with a customer. All right. Andy Lind is joining us. It is a home improvement show. We've got another break coming up, but we should remind you we have full lines open at 651-989-9226. We've got Mary waiting. We'll get to her right out of their short weather break. And we'll go to the text line as well. We've got a number of those lined up for Andy this morning at 81807. That is 81807. It is a home improvement show with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction here on CCO. It is a home improvement show. Andy Lindis joining us. Of course, Lindis Construction brings you the home improvement show each and every Saturday between 9 and 10 o'clock. Of course, Denny Long is away. He's on a good neighbor tour. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, we have a number of calls and texts. Let's put those phone lines out there again. Uh, we have a couple of openings at 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can get a hold of uh, Andy any sort of home improvement question, we certainly invite your calls. Once again, lines open 651-989-9226, or you can text 81807. Let's start on the text line right now out of the break, and uh, we have a number of those to get to. And, uh, Andy, uh, this this guy, quite a long text here. Uh, he's got a, a few of them. Uh, number one, uh, how do you attach a 4 by 4 deck post to hardy board? I, I, is it doable? I've answered this, I think, the same text like three weeks in a row now, and I don't think you should be connecting your 4x4 post directly to the the deciding there without knowing the exact situation or what you're doing there. Yeah, don't. Yeah. 
All right, and uh, one of those things, uh, decks, big time of year, people are spending more time on their decks. They Maybe are. looking at it. Uh, here's a good one from the text line. Uh, you, you talk a lot about uh, composite decking is really being the only way to go. Uh, what, what about this Zuri composite decking? Is it available retail, or do you have to use a contractor to get your hands on it? Um, I'm not sure if it's available retail. Uh, I know that it, you can pick it up at, at more of the, the building supply stores this year than you could last year. And I know last year it was, you know, it was on allotment where they didn't have enough of it to give out to the general public. They were just supplying contractors with it. I'm not sure if it's available for retail. Uh, um, as of right now, I, you know what? I don't think it is, Steve. I think you do have to be a contractor to get it. I just don't think they, they have the supply of it yet. Yeah, and Andy, I know uh, you, you and Denny take a lot of calls on decking. Um, th- there are options out there. Of course, Cedar's been around for a long time, uh-huh. treated decking. But I know you're a big fan of the composite, and it, it, it is more money up front, but I think it pays dividends down the road. Yeah, when you consider in your time and the amount of money, or if you're hiring it out to get restained, and just the longevity of it, you know, you probably should be restaining your deck every, what, two to four years. Um, it is a good rule of thumb in, in Minnesota with the big swings in temperatures that we have, depending on how much sun exposure your deck actually has. Um, we can talk a little bit about that, too, because I'm, I'm sure missing my pergola that I had. No, that I don't. It, it's amazing how hot my deck gets. <laughs> so I'm in the I'm in the, uh, the process of rebuilding that. But uh, it you consider the amount of time you spend restaining your deck, at least put a maintenance-free rail system on. The flat part of the deck, yeah, you, with the, with the just the, you could probably do it in a day or a weekend where you, you wash the deck, brightener and conditioner, let it dry, and then put the proper oil stain on, which I would recommend if you're using a wood deck, Sickens or Penafin, or there's a lot of good oil-based stains out there. Just make sure you, you find one where you don't have to remove to, in order to refinish. That's why I like Sickens and Penafin. We can just add to it, just a, a cleaner, and, and then uh, let it dry out, and then add to it, and you're good to go. But it's usually if if you have a, a cedar railing system and a cedar deck, if it, in the in the grand scheme of things, about twenty percent of your time is dedicated to the flat work to re- restain all that. Eighty percent of the time is on the rail system, especially if you're going to have to restain all the spindles and, and things like that. It's just a it's a much more labor intensive job. All right. Uh, quick follow up to the deck thing. Someone did uh, put down green treated, uh, redecked an older deck. Uh, put new boards down. Uh, how long do you recommend waiting before you you put a stain in there? I, I've heard it's quite a while to let that properly dry. Yeah, with 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 the treated deck, I'd probably go. You know, a lot of it says it's all pre-dried now, but as it as it as it changes colors, it's usually a good sign. You don't want to let it go too long where the wood starts to crack and shrink, and that's something that you you definitely worry about with 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 the treated deck, the the brown treat. Decks. I've seen a lot of cracking and shrinking with that for some reason. So just, just you want to be careful of that you want to get it protected pretty quickly. With you're not going to penetrate a, a treated deck as much as you would like a cedar with with the actual stain, but you can get stain that's specifically designed for that. Um, and that's why a lot of times people are putting on treated decks is because they don't have to restain them. They're just going to weather and gray out and and and, and let it go that way. Andy Lindis, uh, Lindis Construction, it is a home improvement show. Let's go to the phone lines again. Let's bring in Jay. Jay, you're on the air with Andy. Jay? 
Hi, uh, Andy. Uh, this is Jay. Uh, thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, I have a question about uh, the uh, high condensity in, uh, in my home uh, during the, the fall and winter months. Uh, I have to wipe it every night, uh, but it's still not helping. The, uh, the window is getting wet all the time. So um, what would be the solution to that? Is the you got condensation on the outside pane of glass or the end? Where, where? Uh, inside, inside only. So you're actually like in the winter time, you're getting condensation on the inside pane of glass, like frost. Every yes, yes. Uh, if it's uh, if it's get too cold and uh, uh, below zero, it would uh, yeah, it would, it would it would the window would frost. Yeah, uh, you know it's really rare for our Marvin Infinity window or our Season Guard window to, to, to frost up. Um, usually I'm going to want to take a look at the humidity level of the houses. Uh, and and a good rule of thumb, and you can Google this too, is you're going to get a nice little chart that, that tells you what your relative humidity inside the home should be to the temperature that is outside. Now, I haven't looked at it this since last winter, but I'm pretty sure that if it's under like 10 degrees, you I think it's under 20%, Steve. So that, that we're, if you can get some air movement in your house, open up the curtains, maybe get yeah, get a fan on, lower the humidity in your house, that can that can go a long ways. And if you have wood windows, this is something you're going to want to address. I've seen wood windows completely rot out because of this issue. The condensation building up on the inside pane gets on the glass, and, and it goes from there. And a lot of times... This is, is due to either a, a bad glass pack, bad seal failure, way too high humidity in the house. There's usually a lot of different factors that go into it. There's just not one silver bullet that, that is going to get it. But our triple pane windows and the, in the, in the insulated glass pack we get from Marvin, which is a little bit wider than an ordinary window, is going to hold up better in those situations than any other window made. All right, let's go to Jerry in St. Paul. Jerry, you're on the air with Andy. Hello. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, Andy, I'm rebuilding my deck. I'm putting new deck boards down, and I hear different opinions on how far apart those boards should be spaced. Some tell me that you can go up to three-eighths of an inch. Uh, what is your opinion how far apart deck boards should be? I'm using a composite decking. What kind of composite decking? Uh, it's a fusion boards. Fusion boards. What I would do, more than likely going to manufacture um guidelines go with those and then just make a a a lot of times uh, you know we'll make an actual spacer that we we put in and then we're going to get a nice uniform spacing throughout all right very good jerry thanks for the call we certainly do appreciate that once again it is a home improvement show with andy lindis from lindis construction of course uh, their website l-i-n-d-u-s construction Dot com and we go back to the text line now um uh, th- this has to do with uh mold around the ac and heat vent what could be the cause of that i guess I, I've, I've never heard uh once again the mold around the air conditioning and heat vent in a house inside the house or outside yeah the, the text just says what could be the cause of the mold around the ac and heat vent Hmm. Moisture, yeah, 
It's it's always you know there's some kind of moisture issue usually there's there's some kind of water infiltration or or something now we see this on the outside of of houses where the exhaust vents are every now and then because the exhaust is going to have usually some moisture content mm-hmm. and even like on vinyl siding I've seen green mobile you know algae start to form be- on that on those vents usually can be cleaned off pretty easily yeah so so that's one of those where the PVC comes out of the house and you're yeah. seeing some mold out there. I'd really be surprised if they were getting it around an AC or heat vent in the house. That would be very unusual and a yeah. problem and a big problem. Yeah, absolutely. It's something you're going to want to be be you want to want to get that looked at right away. All right, we've got a quick break coming up. More here on the Home Improvement Show with Andy Lindis. By the way, we have uh uh, open phone lines right now if you want to talk to Andy, if you have any sort of home improvement question, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. It is 947. Certified Cadillacs on sale up to 40% off the original MSRP. Check out McCarthy Auto. Com today. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is a home improvement show with Andy Lindus and the folks at Lindus Construction. L-I-N-D-U-S Construction.com is the website. Great website. Uh, so much to see and learn there. Eight minutes now in front of 10 o'clock. Let's go to the phone lines again and bring in Christy. You're on the air with Andy. Hello? Yes, hi. We are just replacing uh, cedar decking, and we had some, it was, it's wet and uh, rotted, so we've been investigating different things, stumbled across something called IPA, spelled I-P-E. Yep, E-P-A. And and wondering um, how that would weather. It weathers really well. And as far as beauty when it's finished, it's really hard to beat the look of Ipe. Um It's a uh, Brazilian hardwood or an exotic hardwood, and it, it really is. When you, when you cut it and you actually hold up a piece of, of Ipe, how heavy it is. And I forget how many times stronger than I think even oak it is. But, I mean, how heavy a, a piece of Ipe is is always shocking when you first have it. We've done a few of these decks. It is quite a bit more expensive than than uh than a cedar deck but boy oh boy it uh it it really really does work well and sickens i believe it makes a marine finish that a customer has used on it that's worked out really really well when when you when you first put that on steve and and you put a new sickens stain on it i mean yeah it's a it's a showstopper yeah and i i've never heard of that before that that's a new one by me yeah, it's really, really neat. There's quite a few of them here in the Twin Cities. We run run across it, I'm just saying on a regular basis, but uh, um, enough where uh, it uh, the people that have them really, really do enjoy them. But it, again, it's going to have some maintenance with them. Yeah, and uh, Andy, I was going to follow up on the decks. Um, we, we did get a text along the lines where I was looking at my deck, and it, it seems as though those treated joists are in pretty good shape. Do you do you do the redeck project, or do you generally like to start over? Well, on certain scenarios, we'll we'll reuse the framing or we'll add to the framing, but it's a pretty rare rare thing, especially when you look at what the material cost is for the actual framing part of it and the labor cost for the actual framing part of it goes up pretty quick. We're we're pretty efficient at that. So 
we we try not to use the old the old uh, bones of the deck if if, if we can, but uh, certain scenarios we will. And and a lot of times the the bracing isn't isn't what we want. If we're putting on a composite deck, yes, I know that the manufacturers say I, you can go to like 16 inches, and some of them even farther than that. But all of our bracing is going to be one foot on center because we feel that's the best way to do. All right, uh, from our text line at eight one eight zero seven. I have an insulated wall separating an unheated garage and a living space. The garage side, uh, the fiberglass is exposed. Uh, what do I need to do to properly cover that up? Do I need some sort of vapor barrier, or do I just cover it up with plywood and I should be all right? I think with the plywood, he's going to be all right. The vapor barrier is probably on the inside. All right. And uh, drywall, would you put something down over that fiberglass before you put drywall in? No, you're just going to do a fire tape on that on that wall. So, if, 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 am I hearing this right? He's talking about the wall that separates the house and the garage. Yep, and there's fiberglass, but that fiberglass is exposed. Yeah, I believe there's supposed to be some kind of firewall. In yeah, there you would think. Be. Yeah, yeah, you would think there'd need to be like five eighths inch drywall. Uh-huh. Uh, for sure, that that is a bit unusual. Um, all right, uh, let's go to Pat. Pat Newalm, you're on the Home Improvement Show. Hello. Good morning. Um, I've got a, uh, some old cement or concrete steps. We're, we, we're in an old farmhouse, and, and the steps need, uh, they're chipped and cracked, and we'd really like to preserve them. You know, to, is, is it worth refinishing those old steps? All right, Pat, we, we've got to cut you off right there, let Andy get to it. We've got under a minute, Andy. Yeah, if it can be refinished, uh, go for it. The problem with concrete, unless you're adding something to it, some type of finish or epoxy finish, or you're going to do type of some skim coat, there's really no fixing it without without replacing it or putting something over the top of it. But yeah, if uh, if if it can be done, it's worth it for sure. All right, Andy, we're just about out of time. We've had a lot of calls and a lot of texts. Uh, once again, the website lindusconstruction.com. Uh, the phone number is six five one two one two four two. Two, one, all the info at the website. I know your crews are, are very busy, but you guys love it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll do our best to get out as fast as we can. And I can tell you one thing, if, uh, if you're patient with us, we're going to do a good job. All right. Very good, Andy. Talk to you in a week. Thank you. Bye. All right. There he is, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. They bring you the Home Improvement Show.